1: Welcome to Events Marketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to do a deep dive into a somewhat overlooked art of making connections in person, event marketing. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know about the technology and strategies behind maximizing the impact of your marketing events as an event creator and attendee. With us today is Brent Turner, who's the SVP of Strategy and Technology at Kramer, which is an agency that delivers experience design, live production, audience management, and strategic event marketing service for global brands. So far this week, we've discussed the trends and growth in the experiential and event marketing industries, what technology trends have been happening in the event marketing space, what marketers need to know about optimizing their event marketing efforts, and today we're going to talk about how you should decide what events you should and shouldn't attend. Here's the fourth installment of Event Marketing Week with Brent Turner from Kramer. Brent, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me back. We're in the home stretch of Event Marketing Week. We've covered a ton of ground talking about everything for why events are important, some of the technology behind running events, and then the value that marketers get and how they should look at the data they can collect from events. Today, we're going to flip the coin a little bit and talk about the value for why you should attend events. So talk to me a little bit about why I should get off my lazy butt and go outside and meet people in person. Why would I travel across the country and across the world to attend an event with my peers?
2: You're talking to an introvert. So if I wasn't in the events business, the thought of going to an event is exhausting. So I take the question of why should I go to heart? Because if I was sitting on the other side, it is hard to imagine sometimes We talked about this back on the Monday episode. At its simplest, anytime you do a survey or data and you hear from an attendee, well, why did you come to this event? The way we see it is it falls into three buckets. The first is content. People will readily tell you they're going for what they can learn, skills development, et cetera. The second is networking because you sitting on your couch, having your butt on the couch, you and I, if we don't know each other and we're at an event, really the only way we're going to get to know each other in these sort of birds of a feather tribal meetings is at an event. So networking. And then the third is the experience overall. So, what we've been talking about over the last three days has been how does technology fall into each of those? And today's, so if you've been listening to the last few episodes, what I think, Ben, you and I should talk about is how we go through each of those three areas and some of the tech we've been discussing illustrate how it answers the why attend question for attendees.
1: So, understanding that there's really three buckets of why you would attend an event, right? You're looking for networking you're getting content and you're having experiences. How do you evaluate and think about whether it's worth the time? And honestly, a lot of it is investments. And I'll preface this with, I run a small business. When I go to an event, I have to pay for the ticket and the hotel out of my pocket. It's a tall ask for me to invest in this type of experience, networking, and personal development. How do I figure out whether it's worth it and what's the right event for me?
2: And don't forget the hours of non-business billing in a service business for when you bill for your time. So there's a hard cost and there's the opportunity cost that an event takes away from you there. So to consider that question, you're also looking at the full factor, not only the cost to go, but all the opportunity cost of what you would be missing when you leave behind. So the why attend is weighty on many of those levels. So obviously when you're there, the things you're going to value are the content, networking and experience. but I would tell you what the data shows us and what people will tell you in the early days of considering it. It's as simple as human as are my friends going and fear of missing out. And what am I going to miss? And friends in the business context is a broader term, but for the events that I feel like we market the best, the ones that drive attendance and fill the seats the fastest, we're answering the content networking and experience question pretty easily. But we're really honing in, having you feel like your peers will be there, people you may know already will be there, people you want to know will be there. So the, are my peers going? And then the fear of missing out is really that content and experience used in the pre-marketing. That's where you see so many events talk about on their speaker pages and highlight the key speaker who's going to attend or the crazy venue or the after party or the XYZ part of the experience because they really want to hit the old FOMO, the fear of what they're going to miss by not being there live. And in a day and age where events are webcasting left and right, for the general sessions at least, the content piece is becoming something you, oh, I'm afraid of missing it. I'll just watch it in my office. So you have to really answer in a way how something so awesome, fear of missing out. And yep, those are my people. I self-identify with that tribe. If you can answer those two things in box one and two on your brief, when you set out to create a event, you're going to fill the seats.
1: Can I tell you my personal feeling about events? I would love to hear it. When I was younger, back in my kid days, when I worked at eBay and I was in my mid-20s, going to CES was the best thing in the world. It was a week off of work. I had an expense tab. Everybody was going to parties. It was an excuse to go out and drink at night. And then I had a couple meetings during the day I could sleep in. It was really fun and really just an easy way to spend some time at work and get credit for doing something where I felt like I was going to a party. As I've gotten older, as I've probably become more mature, and as I've become responsible for more in my career, I think about events in a very different way. And my mindset has changed very much where I book an event where I think, hey, I need a little bit of a break. I am kind of overworked and kind of strung out. Then before the events, I get stressed out because I realize that I'm about to, using air quotes, take a couple of days off, even though I'm at a work event. And then at the end, I end up feeling very gratified that I had this experience that was different than my normal routine. It is essentially a work vacation for me, even though there is professional development, networking, and all of the valuable things that you get out of it. To me, a lot of the times events is about, like you mentioned, that experience. And I'm probably not alone in the sense of thinking like, hey, this is a break from the norm and a break from the sort of operational output that you need to have to learn some new skills and meet some new people and just get a fresh start and a clear head.
2: That's perfectly said. And you also, the undercurrent there for any of your listeners who, when they're doing their events, are trying to get senior people to come to the events, the C-suite executives. Right there is their number one challenge. If you're an executive at a midsize, small or large company, there's so many demands on your time, that well, why would I go to that event? Maybe I can only go to one a year. Do I stay for the whole thing? I'm not going to say spend a week at CES. Nowadays, I'm going in, flying in the morning, flying out the next morning, if not red eyeing back out. Not me, but being an executive at a major organization. So in those cases, events are working double time on the why should I attend? It's easier in org charts for the senior person to say, hey, let me send my manager for a week because by the way, they're going to get a ton of great learning. They're going to feel even more committed to the industry. And if we go to that matrix of why attend, it gets even trickier to everything you just described when you're going after either a small businesses and or b senior executives where their time is in a different set of stressors and demands.
1: A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know, So how do you make sure that when you're considering going to an event, that it's going to be valuable?
2: It's easy for me to fall back on those three levers, content, networking, and experience, because it depends on sort of the role and the type of industry. If you are a user of software product, like we were talking about before with the CAD user, and you're evaluating going, and a lot of the websites, you see them right there, the convince my boss. And when you hit the convince my boss, they all say the same similar things. I'm going to go because there's going to be all these great sessions that are going to train me and improve my skills. I'm gonna meet these vendors and providers who are going to expand our ecosystem of if I'm trying to drive revenue on the sales and possible customer side, if I'm trying to provide solutions to my own customers or my organization, I'm gonna be part of this network and ecosystem where I'm gonna know the major players out there. And the convince the boss is always the experience piece because that does feel the more frivolous of the two,
1: the ironic thing is I'm sitting here thinking I would have to convince my wife that she has to be the sole caretaker of her child, so I have to convince the boss too.
2: Yeah, exactly. And what are you going to tell her? That I'm going to go have a blast at CES and maybe have a few drinks at night? No, you're going to be like, so I'm going to meet with all these great people and I'm going to go to all this content.
1: This is something I have to do for work. God, I hope she's not listening to this podcast. Katie, I love you. <laughs>
2: but since events have become a business driver really the dawn of trade shows and conferences. There's always been events right from the beginning of commerce. But in the last 50, 60, 75 years, as the event industry has come together, those three pillars that I've now tortured have been the common why. But for a MarTech audience, and what we've been discussing this week, is how do we not just use technology to add expenses to the cost of putting on an event, but frankly, but how does that trade off to how we improve those three metrics? If we bring in those wearables, that improves networking. Okay. That's an interesting experience, but then I got a trade off. If I did that, can I still invest in an audience response system that's going to make the audience's ability to consume content even better? And if I do those two things, what about the experience overall? Can I still invest in This demo center that has all these IoT buttons and 360 virtual reality domes that 10 people can stand in these crazy things that if I can get people inside, they're going to understand our company's vision and fall in love with us and go buy more. So you're looking on the attendee side. We're trying to make a case to you, content networking experience. Here's why you should come. On the marketer side, we're saying, how can I use all these different types of platform, interactive technology, experiential technology, all these vendors I have at hand, and what is the right mix of investment, time and money and focus, but investment in this new world or this evolving world of technology I have to improve the why you should attend.
1: I don't do a lot of events. I don't attend a lot of events. And as I've become a solopreneur over my career, the hurdle to get me to go to the events is higher, but I will say that when I do choose to go to an event, I'll give you an example. I went to the CMO coaching bootcamp a few weeks ago and I met other professional thriving marketers that are looking to be CMOs. I always feel gratification at the end of the event for having a different experience. And if nothing else, there's the networking, you mentioned the content, there's the experience. It also gives you an opportunity to get out of your routine and then get a fresh start. So I think that there is value to attending events, but you have to think about which ones are going to produce the best results for you personally and professionally.
2: And not to forget all the way back to what we talked about on day one, events are a way for us to go back to the species we evolved as. There are spots for our tribe to sit around a campfire, and man, does it feel good to sit around with people like you and share stories with people that know your world. And now you're gonna leave with this intrinsic feeling of being and of identity that is a beautiful thing when done in the live space.
1: I think that's a great takeaway. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Brent Turner from Kramer for joining us. If you'd like to learn more of Brett's tips for building an effective event marketing strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss the future of the event marketing industry. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Brett, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Brent R-T, B-E-R-E-N-R-T, or you could visit his company's website, which is kramer.com, C-R-A-M-E-R.com. A couple of follow-up links in our show notes to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for all of our guests. If you're a subscriber to the Martech podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you. So we created benjshap.com question, where you can send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Brett Turner, SVP of Strategy and Technology at Kramer, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. If you'd prefer to have our content delivered to your inbox, we also have a once-a-week newsletter with links to the audio players, episodes, summaries, and contact information for all of our guests. To subscribe, go to benjshapcom newsletter. Okay, that's it for today, but until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.